Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are honored and delighted to be here today with Gabby Gelman, who we believe is in her 16th year here at Barron Academy. Welcome to the show, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be here. Um, as always, I'm always curious, how did we get so lucky to get you here 16 years ago? Um, okay, well, um, I moved to Houston in 2003, you know, for my husband, Barry Gilman's job as rabbi of UOS. Um, I actually had been by profession an occupational therapist, mm. um, but and I had been working um, as an occupational therapist for 20 years before. Um, but I'd always thought of maybe moving into Jewish education. Um, before I lived in Houston, I lived in Montreal for a bunch of years, and um, I, because of immigration issues, I was not allowed to work. Um, only my husband had special like permission to work papers. Interesting. So we, uh, so I kind of took a break from occupational therapy, and I used to do some teaching at the shul, um, mostly classes for women and adults. And um, I really enjoyed it. Then we had lived in Manhattan for one year, and I um, I actually took some time. My kids were at Ramaz, and I um, took some time to observe in a lot of different classes at Ramaz. And then I moved here, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Should I move into Jewish or not? It turned out then, you know, a little bit into my stay here, that there was a teacher who taught high school girls Kumash, and she was suddenly leaving. Um, so they asked me if I would take her class and I said to myself, oh, it's going to be just like teaching adults. It's going to be so great. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know that teaching girls was not at all like teaching adults. Um, but that's where I got my start. And then I moved into teaching high school and then also kindergarten. Right. Um, for many years I did both. And then I did high school and middle school and kindergarten. And now I'm just back in the... Back in mostly in the high school and the middle school. Wow. So first of all, I never knew about the occupational therapy. That's really interesting. Um, so that's that, that that must have been quite a switch going from occupational therapy to teaching itself. Yes. Although I will say that it did come in handy when I used to I used to work in um, in uh, a public school with K through five. Mm-hmm. That was my uh, in Riverdale mostly. So I'm in Riverdale, New York. So I, when I started teaching in the kindergarten, I will say that my occupational therapy work did come in handy of just oh, I know, bet. working and planning um, a lot of um, a lot of just common things of like how to how to teach, how to work with kids, how to think about, you know, so that that did come in handy. That's cool. So yeah, so you brought this up. So I'll ask, what are some of the differences between teaching adults and teaching high school? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you know, sometimes I would say in the high school, they are not always like super excited to hear what you're going to say. What? Bring them in. <laughs> I know, right? You have to really kind of bring them in. Whereas usually when you teach adults, they are already on board or like they're already bought in to right. whatever you're coming. You know, they came to the class usually voluntarily or they sign up for it. Um, and I don't have that as much in this high school. I also don't always get the love that I would get sometimes from my adult students. You know, I've taught adult students here in Houston as well in the, in the Melton um, program uh-huh. at the the JCC. Right. So, um, you know, it is different. On the other hand, high schools are great. And I um, I have really enjoyed, I really enjoyed high schools. There's a great thing also just about Barron is that, you know, we teach um, 
you know, I've taught, especially that like the seniors this year, I've taught some of them in kindergarten, seventh grade, and then 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Wow. So, you know, if they like my class, great. <laughs> they don't, in that regard. But, you know, it's, for me, it's amazing to have such a connection for so many years uh, with some of my students. Right. That's, yeah, they must, you must know them very, very well by the time they're in 12th grade after all that experience. That's, yeah. So, Talk to me about, you're one of the few teachers I know who taught kindergarten and high school at the same time. How did you sort of classify your day in your mind? What were the, you know, what, what were the things you looked forward to in each? And, you know, how was that? Yeah, people always think it's really weird. I've gotten a lot <laughs> of shock, like shock responses. And I said that, you know, oh, I teach kindergarten and I teach high school. Right. Um, I thought you, I really did enjoy it. In the end, I it was really a scheduling thing and a kind of just taking a leap into, you know, trying to maybe be more effective in, in one versus the other. Um, but um, my day used to, oh, I used to do, well, it depended on the year, but in the past bunch of years, I used to do like first half of the day was kindergarten and then second half of the day I used to teach in high school. Um, you know, and there's like, there's positives to both. There's a lot of, you know, creativity that I used to create lessons with, you know, teaching Hebrew letters, how I'm going to teach the Parsha, davening to kindergartners. Mm -hmm. And then he used, you know, use the same creative juices, I would say, for high school, but like in a different way. Um, there's some days where your high schoolers feel like they're kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, you know, when you have, let's say, not the greatest day or your students in kindergarten don't have the greatest day, you know, the next day, they just are, like, so excited to see you again. Mm -hmm. There's no grudge on either part. Sometimes <laughs> I can leave the kindergarten, and it'd be, like, a hard morning. And then, I, you know, a lot of times I, I would often leave my phone in the kindergarten room, and then I would come back, you know, three hours later just to take my phone, and my kids would be so excited <laughs> that I have returned. And, you know, there's hugs, and there's jumping on you, and it's, it was great. Um, I do not get that. As much. <laughs> as much. I, I like that part of it. Right. There's no jumping on me or hurting me in high school. Uh -huh. um, but there's a different, a different, a different, you know, way of teaching and right. a more um, mature and sophisticated way of learning, which I also really enjoy. So I really used to enjoy both, and I sometimes used to feel like it was, it was like a break in some way. Like you know, neither day was too much, and I I didn't find it hard. People always say was it hard to switch gears, like to think differently. I I didn't find it hard at all um, to kind of be like now I'm in my kindergarten mode, and then I move and I'm in my high school mode, um, and I do miss it. I miss working with Mrs. Bloomberg, who yeah. is like amazing, who taught my own kids and then really was so welcoming when I came in to work with her. You know, many many years ago, and I miss seeing her and I miss. You know, just just being with her all the day, like half the day. Wow. Um, and I miss the kids. I miss them. I still get it. You know, if I still walk around the school, and even in my high school classes, we will in high school classes we will often like say who was here in middle school classes. You know, who had me as a kindergarten teacher, and we kind of count it off. Um, That's great. Yeah. Um, was there ever any lesson that you used at both kindergarten and high school? <laughs> The same oh, lesson. I mean, I and the reason I think of this is because you're very good with using art in your lessons. I've popped into a lot of classes where, you know, you guys are looking at different pieces of art and how do they represent the Parsha and, and sort of translating that in. And I, I could see something, you know, something like that working also in kindergarten. Yes, I will say I have done that. And it's funny because I'm really not artistic at all. Like, I'm terrible. <laughs> terrible. But 
do love, I'm always looking for art related to uh, Tanakh stories, and I do try to use that with Parsha. I have used that a little bit. Um, I did use that a little bit in the kindergarten. I will say something that I think I taught in both, um, which is important to me, which is kind of like uh, the use of Midrash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kindergartners, we will often learn, you know, kids love Midrashic stories, and we will talk about them in the kindergarten, but then we, and then, and then in high school as well, and then we, in both levels, take a little time to say, you know, but like, do you think it's really true? Like, do you think this really happened? Right. Um, I will say we do it, a little, of course, more in depth and in a much more sophisticated way in the upper school, but um, even in the kindergarten, I always thought it was really important to, uh, to kind of separate out what's in the Torah, what's the Midrash, and, you know, the Midrash seems fantastical, um, which is great fun and easy, great to remember, you know, to kind of also say, well, what do you think it's trying to tell us? Like, what was the lesson? So I think you can do that um, with, uh, you know, from a young age as well, you know, whatever impression they're going to get from that. So I think I did use that in both. Nice. It's funny. Um, I was talking with somebody about something Jewishly, and they said, like, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing you might learn, like, you know, in, in a Jewish day school, in a middle school. And I thought to myself, yeah, I did stop formal Jewish education right at the middle school level and you never necessarily come back and say like oh you know that thing that was a little oversimplifying that concept there's more to it and you get the opportunity you could say hey did any of you guys talk about this in kindergarten well you know it might be yeah I will do that and I will say I know this is not um, on your podcast so maybe if you want to reach out but uh, Judy Pollock who was a long time first and second grade teacher here mm-hmm. Um, my high school and students will still talk about her. Like if we, when we when we talk about like these fantastical magicians, they'll be like, "Oh, Mary Judy taught us that." And <laughs> then we kind of relearn it, um, you know, with with high school eyes. That's great. Um, so two two more ideas. Um, one is I happen to notice you are a big partaker of professional development, and you seem to be constantly learning new things. Um, Is that something that you do because like, well, I should keep up or is it something that you like thirst for and then want to implement immediately in your classroom? Um, I think it's a little little of both. And I actually think now that you're just saying it, um, you know, being that Jewish education was like, I guess, the thing in my second career, even though I always used to do teaching in college and informal education, like I always did it kind of on the side. Mm -hmm. I think I've always had a little bit of like an insecurity of, um, you know, like, uh, although, so what I did is after, like, after I decided when I started teaching at Barron, I also, I went back, um, seems so, so ancient now, through live video conferencing at the Federation building, which was cutting edge then. Wow. So, um, I got a master's in um, Jewish studies from Siegel College in Cleveland. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that program exists anymore. Because I felt like if you know I have to be a teacher, I have to like go back to school and I have a master's, but it's an OT. And so I've always felt like, oh, you know, I have to just always learn more. Um, and I though I do think that is um, you know, the way of all teachers. Yes. Like, you know, there's and I think as you know, you have you have to always be changing. I know like um, when I prepare, I constantly prepare. I will, you know, I, although I have taught it happens to be in the upper school, I think every year I'm teaching something different, but even if I'm teaching the same subject, I will I will always prepare it, even in the kindergarten, I would always rework it with different students, with different year, there's always new stuff that's, that, you know, like it's not the, you know, the year's not the same, right. so, um, yeah, so I am always trying to, uh, to, to better myself, to, you know, to not, you know, I think, you, you know, to not kind of fall behind in, um, 
you know, in teacher skills and like new things that are coming out, I wouldn't say that I'm the most technological advanced person, but like I'm working on that. Right. Uh, yeah. And I just think that, and there's so many great people to learn from, especially yes. in the Tanakh, you know, DJ studies world out there. Right. I see you're active on. Especially now, even more with COVID. Like right now I'm in this professional development program on Sundays, which runs out of Israel which I would never have been able to do because it's usually a live program where you have to go to Israel for the year. Right. But because of COVID, uh, you know, we have a new cohort and it's, mul- you know, we're from all over the place. That's so, fantastic. And, yeah. you know, I, I noticed even before I was at Barron, I saw you're active on Jed Lab and lots of other places just looking for knowledge, which is really fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. and new teachers can still help, you know, other teachers can really help you like with lessons, with ideas, with just random questions you have about Torah. For sure. And, and I love the fact that so many teachers here do start fresh each year. They don't say like, oh, I'm just going to teach the same thing I taught last year. I think that's so fantastic. Um, last question for you. Um, where would you like to see Barron in 10 years? Hmm. Okay. Where would I like to see Barron in 10 years? Well, um, I would say I think I want something to stay the same in 10 years. I would I would love it if our, you know, in all these I've been here, I've lived in Houston, so I've been teaching for about my 16 years, mm-hmm. my 16, but I've, I had, you know, kids here before then. Um, you know, our warm family type feeling where, like, you know, like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> everybody knows your name. Everybody, you know, the, the elementary teachers know the high school kids, and the, and the high school kids know the little kids, and um, there's just something so nice about that. Agreed. That I think we do not have, you know, I grew up in New York in more of a big day school, um, and they have their advantages, but that's something that I think we have that is just amazing. So the same warm place, I would hope it will still be that in 10 years. Um, I would hope we have some more students. Absolutely. Always, <laughs> not, always a good not thing. Not like an overwhelming amount that we become, an, you know, too big, but uh, it would be great if we had more students. And really, I was just like, which I always tell my students, I, I want students here to, uh, you know, be excited about being Jewish, be excited about Jewish learning, um, to want to leave here, I always call it being a smart Jew. You know, being knowledgeable, yes. so that and and then being excited to take that with them. You know, to say um, this connection about Judaism, whatever whatever it means to me, I'm going to take that with me um, and just to continue throughout my whole life. Um, so that's the place I would want to see a barren kids who are, you know, just excited to come. I still, I mean, it's not so so different than I think what we see today. Yeah. Um, but kids who are excited to come and leave here being smart Jews who are passionate about their Judaism, about the world, you know, about getting out there and um, you know, being a great human. Thank you very much for your time, Gabby Gelman. It has been a pleasure to speak with you.